Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Yesterday, I shared more about Christmas, and I shared from Luke in the story and out of Matthew about, I used the scripture about not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, because you know what? We don't have a relationship with him. And I want us all to have a relationship with him. Our Heavenly Father, open our hearts and our minds to the Word of God, to your truth. And Lord, may your truth truly set us free. We want to follow you, Lord. Bless your people. In Jesus' name, amen. You know how we follow God? As, as I closed yesterday, I said our, the last time I was on the air, spend time studying God's Word. Spend time praying. Spend time cultivating a relationship with Him. Just like you cultivate a relationship with your spouse or with friends, what do you do? You spend time with them. You get to know them. You know how they click. You know how they think. You know how they work. And you don't do things to offend them because you know what offends them. The same with a relationship with God. Know God. Know Jesus. Know the Holy Spirit. Know what He brings to us and, and what, how He wants to work in our lives. And you know that by spending time in God's Word. If you're not reading God's Word, I'd encourage you to read about Jesus in the book of John. Read the book of John first. You'll be excited about what you see Jesus Christ is all about. And then go to some of the other passages of the book of, uh, that Paul writes. They're just great to the church. He shares great things, you know, in in all the books. You know, from Romans to Galatians, Ephesians, Colossians, all those books. They're wonderful. Thessalonians and Timothy. They're great books to, to in, help you uh, learn life in a great way. And also read First uh, and Second Peter and James. And they're short books. You can read those in half hour and just enjoy that time and let God speak to you. You know, Martin Luther was religious for a long time. He was a teacher in a seminary. He taught the book of Romans. He went to church. He confessed his sins twice a day. He took the sacraments. This was all before he became a Christian. He, <laughs> I like that. This was all before he became a Christian. He was always in God's general presence, but he hadn't met God. He had experienced God, but had not actually been with him. One day he was studying Romans one seventeen, and he realized that all along he had been trying to earn his own righteousness, to be good by my own merits, and he suddenly realized it had been Jesus Christ that came and died for him and fulfilled all the requirements. Therefore, the righteousness he needed to be acceptable to God was something he had to receive as a gift. And Luther said, at this moment, I felt as if I had been ushered through the open gates of paradise. I had been opened through the, up, the ushered gates of paradise. He was living by legalism. He was living by, I have to do this. I have to earn this. God's grace is a free gift offered to every man. The gift of salvation. When I hear people say, I haven't earned this yet, or I hear a funeral, somebody say, we haven't reached that level yet. The Bible says, he who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ shall be saved and walk with him. Yes, you want to walk with him. Yes, you not, may not be the best person you've ever been, but if you believe in him and you trust in him, he will lead you along the way. He's not interested in the 10 stars of merit. He's interested in you believing and trusting in him. Years after Luther had entered the ministry, he moved from a general experience of God to knowing Jesus and knowing God with us, Emmanuel. He met God. He saw the love of God. He saw the grace. He saw the gospel. He moved from saying that Jesus was just God to God with him. To him, Jesus truly became Emmanuel, God with us. Folks, I hope that's the way it is with you. That is God 
with you, that you have a relationship. Before Christ, you had to go to God. Yes, you had to go to God. It was believed that God would dwell in the temple, so you would have to go to the temple to make your sacrifice and worship God. It was in the Holy of Holies, which was the inner sanctuary of the tabernacle, where God's presence appeared, and it was accessible only to the Israelite high priest once a year. When Jesus came, God came to be with us, with us. It's profound how it's transformed our lives. Galatians 2.20 says, I am crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives in me. The Christian life is not a matter of just striving to act like Christ, but of allowing Christ himself to live in and through us. Believers used to go to the temple where God dwelt, but now God dwells within us. We no longer have to go through the priest. He is available to you at all times. No special ritual, no special elements. God is now with us. Understand that, folks. John 1.14 says, The Word, which is Jesus, became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only God who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. The reported last words of John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist Church, were this, The best of all is... God is with us. It is through Jesus that you have access to God. Not because of a relationship with any human. We no longer have to go through another human being to be close to God. You can now walk in yourself into the Holy of Holies. Anytime, any place, your relationship with God is only based on your relationship with God. Not with someone else through someone else, or someone else outside of Jesus. It is Jesus alone. Jesus is your Lord. Jesus is your Savior. God is with you. What are you doing to be with him? Or what is keeping you from him? Is it some kind of foreign teaching? Is it something that is outside the realm of the Bible? Is it some kind of ethical code that a church uses to say you have to do this? Or is it Jesus himself? Is it the word of God? People, let's be led by God's holy word. You know, I grew up in the church, as you well know. My dad and mom were pastors. They loved God dearly, talked about God daily. And I just lived with that. I was so fortunate. So I grew up knowing God. But yet I had not really made that commitment. I was just knowing because I believed in him. I did believe in him. And I did love him, and I did pray. Even as a five- and six-year-old, I prayed. But it wasn't until I mentioned even a few weeks ago that I was 12 years old that I had a real experience with asking Jesus to be the Lord of my life and to forgiving me of all sin and know that he would walk with me from this day forward. And, you know, it was a growth process up 12, 13, 14, 15 years old. One of the greatest things that I it happened to me in my life was I was able, my parents sent me to Greenleaf Friends Academy when I was 19, when I was uh, in, excuse me, 19, when I was 14 and 15 in ninth and 10th grade. I went and played basketball and football and blew my knee out, knee out in football, in fact. But, you know, to be around those great, great friends was amazing. It was, it was wonderful, and it, was, it changed my life uh, forever. And I just love Christian schools, and I love Greenleaf 
I certainly love Greenleaf Academy and what it did for my life. In fact, the fact of the matter is you're going to hear about this. I'm going to be interviewing the athletic director at Greenleaf because they are now uh, going to start football again with a couple other schools. And by the way, I'm just randomly saying this. They they needed to raise $6,000 to begin football again. They've raised 3000 I'm going to do what I can to help them raise another 3000 because I want to see football at Greenleaf. I want to see that uh, that. Uh, legacy continue and uh, if you're out there and you say hey man i'd like to i'd like to help start a program roll again hey we'd love to uh, have a donation but uh you can get a hold of me at the radio station and i would love to talk to you about it but you know what it it, it shaped who i am it shaped my life at that young age i was pretty solid lord but it made me more solid i'm telling you my my time there was valuable in shaping me for who I am. The last year and a half of high school, I went to Caldwell High School, and you know what? I needed to go to Caldwell High School because God used me in a way to witness to people because I'm telling you what, you know, I, I didn't realize the difference in Christian and public school. I mean, I hadn't really until I went back to the public school, and I realized, oh, my lands, uh, I need these people need the Lord. I got involved in campus life and, and this and that. I was out of Greenleaf to a gala here for Christmas and ran into some old friends, uh, Devon and uh, Kenny uh, Hibbs, uh, friends of mine from the past. And they said they listen to the show now and again. It'd be randomly if they'd happen to be listening today. But but I did, but to listen and to watch their lives and watch the different people's lives, you know, it's great. And we have other Christian schools around that are really making a difference. But I'm telling you what, folks, I'm probably in ministry today because of the shaping that took place in those two years at Greenleaf Friends Academy. I'm thankful for that, and I'm thankful for the sports uh, that I had there, too, and, and the good times that I had. But in our lives, you know, we don't, you know, we it's, it's a constant growth process. And I continue to grow through high school and continue to grow out of, out of uh, in college. And I didn't always make the greatest decisions. I certainly, like a lot of people, probably made mistakes along the way. But I loved God. I always loved God, and I stayed near to Him. And then God called me into ministry at a young age, and I was I moved to Vancouver, Washington, and on my twenty-fourth birthday, and had a great nine years in ministry there. And now had the last uh, thirty-two years here at at Cloverdale Church of God in Boise, and God has just blessed us abundantly. But I'm telling you, it's a growth process. It's an everyday relationship with Him, as I shared in my message today. It's not like we have to go to the Holy of Holies anymore. We don't have to go to the temple. We don't have to make sacrifices. Jesus sacrificed his life on Calvary for each and every one of us that we may have life and we may have it more abundantly. Are you serving God? Are you walking with God? Is your life in tune with him? Do you spend time with him? Are you faithful in the house of God? I hope that you find a good church home that's close to you. I'd always tell people, find a place close to you can get involved. If I do have a lot of, I got a number of people that come from the Middleton Star area, which is kind of incredible. They come over to their church, and I say that's great. But I'm telling you, if there's a church close by that teaches God's word, hey, get involved in it. And like I've said many times, don't judge the church unless they're doing something totally against the Word of God. But just get involved and say, man, let's corporately worship God together like the book of Acts chapter 2 and the whole book of Acts when everybody, thousands came to know Jesus through the church. You know, there's great churches all around, and I'd encourage you to certainly be involved. But folks, this season, this probably be my last message dealing with this season, but I pray God's blessing upon you that you will always remember the importance of serving 
Jesus Christ and walking with Him. He loves you. Have that relationship with Him. I hope your day is absolutely incredible. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.